Hello everyone, welcome to episode 7 of the Blue Shirt Talk Podcast, where I discuss all things about the most stressful team in the NHL, the New York Rangers. Today we actually have a guest, so it's not going to be me talking to myself finally. We have uh, Derek, who is a friend of mine here at St. Bonaventure. Uh, Derek, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Derek. Uh, I'm glad to be on the show. Alright, and then later we're going to have uh, Patrick Howell. He'll be on. We'll be talking Yankees. And, uh, is, it, is there a problem, guys? Howell? How? Is that how you say it? Hoff. 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 Whatever. We're going to be doing that. Uh, today we have a lot to get to. Um, we're talking Buffalo Sabres. We're talking Rangers, Yankees, Orioles. Uh, but before we get to it, um, oh, Lord, I hate you. We're going to give a quick shout out to our sponsors at Dinner and a Podcast. Listen to them on iTunes and SoundCloud at Dinner and a Podcast and also follow them on social media. Also give a quick listen and uh, follow to the X Squadron podcast. That's my old podcast back in high school. Good old times. All right. So let's get right on with it. So let's talk Rangers first since we are a Rangers podcast. Derek, have you been watching the Rangers? Uh, well, since I'm a Sabres fan and we share MSG in the platform, I've seen a Ranger game or two, and I don't like what I see. Wow, they're on a five-game win streak, and they're playing right now as we speak. Well, they're facing the Oilers, and I don't think that's going to bode well for them. The Oilers may not have a great record right now, but they're still the better team. You got any predictions for this game? Connor McDavid comes back, finally gets on a little streak, gets a hat trick, and the Rangers lose 5-1. 5-1. Wow, that's bad. All right, so the Rangers have been – they are above 500 for the first time this season as of this recording. Um, they've struggled a lot in the defense department. They added Kevin Chattenkirk in the offseason, as I mentioned early in an earlier podcast. They've added Chattenkirk, and uh, yet they're still playing Stephen Camper. Now, Derek, have you ever heard of Stephen Camper? I honestly don't know anything about him. I've heard him in passing, but, like, couldn't tell you. Yeah, he's not good. And they're playing him over Brendan Smith, who they just re-signed to a four-year contract. So, make sense of that. Um... Kevin Shankirk is not playing with Brian McDonough. Kevin Shankirk is, in fact, playing with Mark Stahl and or Brady Shea. So, do you... Th- now, you, obviously, you're familiar with Brian McDonough. Of course. Do you think it's a good idea that Shankirk's playing not with McDonough? Uh, honestly, I think that it's not a good thing because McDonough is, like, one of the oldest veterans on this Rangers team, and Shattenkirk just getting on the roster, I feel like he should be playing with McDonough so they can complement each other because they're both very fine defensive players. Yeah, they're, they're both great defensive players. Shattenkirk does have an offensive ability. He already is leading the league in defensemen in points, and he is a force to be reckoned with on the power play. And the Rangers power play is in the top 10 in the league for the first time in a while, which is a Always a welcome sight, but they are on the five-game win streak, as I said, but that didn't come after some terrible games, including against uh, Montreal, Toronto, uh, trying to think of any other teams. We lost almost like at Columbus. It's just been a mess, and I hear the Star Spangled Banner in the background. There we go. Uh, have you seen any? So you've seen how many games for the Rangers? Well, the Rangers, I would put it in a single digits. I wouldn't say that I follow them completely, but I wouldn't be lying if I said I didn't follow them at all with being a Sabres fan. Now, Derek, you also are a Canadians fan, so you're kind of a fraud. Sadly, yes, that is correct. 
Now, how are you a Buffalo and Montreal fan? All right, so it all goes back to when I was a kid, and I used to watch hockey with my uncle. And one time, my uncle gave me a Miku, uh, not Miku, Saku Koivu uh, figurine, and just, that's just how it started. Saku was my favorite player for years, and I've just stuck with Montreal and Max Pacioretty, top three player in the league. Don't at me. So, um, you like Claude Julien as Montreal coach? Um, well, coming off of Theron, I don't think it could have gotten any worse, but I would be lying if I said it's gotten a lot better. Yeah, so the Rangers are also, they find themselves, even again with this win streak, they find themselves in a coaching dilemma. Uh, right before the game against the Las Vegas Golden Knights, which I believe is one of the dumbest franchises to ever exist, um, there's a lot of rumors going around that if the Rangers did lose that game, uh, Vigneault would be fired. Now, I still believe he should. Uh, he does not deploy his players properly. He is consistently making poor decisions, playing guys like Steven Camper, who is a nobody in this league, in high-risk uh, high situations. And sometimes he'll even put Nick Holden, the Rangers' resident failure, alongside Ryan McDonough instead of playing Kevin Jack right there. So you have, Ter uh, you have Julian. We have AV, but it looks like AV is going to be here for a little while longer because the Rangers are at least successful under him at the moment as the game just started against the Oilers and uh, Riley Rangers ice the puck. Fantastic. All right, so Rangers, I think I don't think there's much we could say about the Rangers. We know they're, they're playing better. Their defense is probably, I think, one of the weaker links just because they're not playing everyone they should be. They're not playing Brendan Smith. They're not playing people like Sh Shanker's not getting enough ice time. And then I have another problem. Derek, you know a guy named Pavel Buchnevich? No? I'm not familiar enough. No, he is a Russian sniper on this team. Excellent player. Has a bright future ahead. I mean, he's playing on the fourth line. He's one of the team leaders in goals, assists, points, the whole nine yards. And he is playing on the fourth line. We don't know why. There is no good explanation. But all we know is... He's not playing where he should be. And the Rangers are already kind of going fast. Wow, holy Toledo. Uh, oh, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> trying to get distracted here. He's on the fourth line. He is a force to be reckoned with. And Stephen Camper is playing on the first pairing of defense. This is magical, friends. Wow. And I, I this, is, this is why kind of a big reason why I want Vigneault fired. How can you play... Imagine... They played on Buffalo. They played Jack Eichel on the fourth line. He is a he is a world class potential player, elite, fast, quick, has a great shot, and he's playing on the fourth line. How would you feel? Well, I would actually like to refer to the Montreal fan in me for this one. If you were if you look at Galchenyuk, he should be playing on the first line. He should be first line center. But yet, that's just not the case. They. This is the second coach in a row that refuses to put all their trust in him. He's constantly playing on the fourth line. It's the same thing, in my opinion. It shouldn't be happening. It doesn't make any sense. You're wasting the skill. All I'll say is that the difference between Galchenyuk and the guy you're talking about is your guy's producing on the fourth line. So maybe it's just where he belongs right now for this Rangers team. They are on a five-game win streak, so something is going right. For us, we're not winning 
He's not producing, and it's it doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon. I really don't know. But we've got a defense problem, so. Oh, that's a big problem. You have just Shea Weber. That's about it. Yeah, well, we thought we'd have Osner too, but I don't know. He just doesn't like showing up, so. Now, how did you, how did you feel about the P.K. Subban trade last season? Um, I will forever hate the P.K. Subban trade because I'm not knocking Shea Weber. He's a great player, and he's our best defenseman, but it it didn't change anything. And if anything, it just kind of hurt the fan base because P.K. Subban was a fan favorite, and Shea Weber is just – Shea Weber is just the guy with the powerful slap shot, you know what I mean? He's just angry all the time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I couldn't understand that trade. P.K. Subban's a world – I mean, he's a talent, and he was kind of the core of the team. It just doesn't make sense. If you had to trade P.K. Subban, you just traded him for – the exact same thing that he is, except older. So. And a bigger contract. That's and a, a, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me, really. Do you think that there needs to be a whole change within management and coaching in Montreal? Uh, I think Montreal should just enter a rebuild. I feel like they're kind of like the Rangers and where they really could use a rebuild and they just don't want to accept the fact that other teams are passing them by. And eventually it's going to get to the point where they're going to they're gonna be forced into it and they're not going to have a choice and it's going to be a lot uglier than it could be if they just accepted it and started like the Sabres did. You think that the Rangers, as young as it, because I think the average age on the Rangers is about 26. Do you think they should enter a rebuild? I think that the Rangers just need a little, I think the Rangers need to enter like a small rebuild because I think they just need time to develop all their young guys into the stars that they know they can be and get some more, get some better prospects because the Rangers prospect game is a little weak. Well, that's why they traded Derek Stepan. They wanted, they saw that, and they traded Stepan. They got the seventh overall pick. You know, the fraud Anthony D'Angelo, who I had a Twitter fight with. Oh, really? Yep. I tweeted at him because he's tweeting about politics, and he's trash. He's not even good in the minor leagues. And he, uh, I tweeted something about him. I said maybe instead of talking politics, he, he could be playing hockey and practicing. So he tweeted at me something about, like, oh, at least I'm not behind the phone or whatever. Guy's a fraud. He's a hack. I hate him. I don't think the Rangers. This is one of the Derek Stepan trade. For those of you not familiar, Derek, I don't know if you're familiar. I am. Rangers traded a seventh over uh, for the seventh overall pick from Arizona. They traded Derek Stepan and Antti Ranta for the seventh overall pick and this fraud Anthony D'Angelo, who claims he's a defenseman, but the guy cannot play defense for the life of him. Yeah, I remember seeing this trade. I thought it wouldn't work out, and it uh, is clearly not working out because the Rangers, they would be fools to not admit that they could really use Stefan and Ranta, honestly, right now. Ranta was probably one of the, if not the best backup in NHL last year. And, um, yeah, I just don't really, another trade I just don't understand from a team that should not be making trades like that. Now, yeah, Ranta's value is at its highest in, you know, getting a seventh overall pick was good. They, we don't know much about this Anderson kid. We, he's he's good. Um, but the Rangers' other draft pick, Philip Heedle, who is a he's another fantastic player. He got some playing, well, barely any playing time to start the season with the Rangers. Now he's sitting in Hartford, tearing it up there. And now the Rangers, there's a question with center depth. Despite how good they're playing right now, even though they're not doing so hot in the penalty kill. Um, oh, actually, wait a minute. They got a two-on-one coming. And this is going to end in nothing, well, you know. Um, the Rangers do have a center need. There was rumors about Galchenyuk. There was rumors about Duchesne. The Rain- uh, Colorado wanted Brady Shea for Duchesne. And the Rangers obviously made the good move not to do that. But there's this guy, Filipino, 
He was playing really well in the AHL. He was the 21st overall pick in the past draft. And he's tearing it up. And I'm just wondering why he's not here. Because the Rangers do have a center problem. They're playing David DeHernay, who you're familiar with from Montreal. I'm very familiar. And he is he's playing a, around guys like Chris Kreider and JT Miller, who really do not deserve to be playing near a guy who's 5'7". I mean, we have Zuccarello, but 5'7", can barely do anything productive. The best he could do is deflect things. And other than that, he's quite useless. So really got to wonder why the Rangers aren't making the call. As we know... For Ranger fans, at least, Elaine Vigneault is not good with having young players. This is why he's playing Nick Holden over Kevin Shattenkirk. I mean, Kevin Shattenkirk's not young, but players he's unfamiliar with, Vigneault is just a skeptic, and he doesn't play them usually. They'll get minimum ice time. I think Hedo got less than 20 minutes of ice time this whole time in the NHL. That's just, yeah, it's that bad. All right, so we talk, now we got Rangers. Let's talk your other team, Buffalo. Um, what is wrong with this team? They cannot do anything right. It, I don't know. Coming into the season, fan support was high. We were expecting it to be our year finally. The rebuild was complete. And we came out and we laid an egg. And we're still laying it. We just lost to Florida last night 4-1. was not a good game. We've only got about four players on the team who can or know how to score. And that would be Pommelville, Eichel, Kane, and Puya. Puya almost got suspended, but luckily the league will not suspend him for his hit. Oh, you mean Benoit Puya? Yeah. Range is familiar with that guy. <laughs> um, well, it's it's not good when Benoit Puya is your fourth best player. Yeah, that so. is not good. Now, what's their Buffalo defense look like? Uh, shambles. <laughs> uh, Ristolainen is hurt. Ristolainen is the only defenseman that's hurt. We have three of our top defensemen who are hurt. And up until just the last few games, Matt Tennyson was playing every game. And Sabres fans, we wanted that we wanted Tennyson out after like the third game. And it took until like three games ago to finally get him out of here. Uh, we're still working on getting rid of Matt Molson. I really wish that guy would just like retire right now. Yeah, that was a they traded who did they trade? For a for Molson, did they sign him as a free agent? Uh, Molson was. Did they get? They traded for the. That's right, Thomas Vanek. That was yeah, that trade. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Matt Molson is just terrible. I hate him so much. I haven't heard his name since he left the Islanders, and that was a long time ago. Because he hasn't done anything. The only thing he's done was he led our team in power play goals because he had six in the first two months, and he didn't finish the season as the leader. And he doesn't, he's not very good. And we have prospects, so many good prospects who should be called up. And we just, we don't call them up. Or we call them up and we healthy scratch them. Because we're, we're just scared that we don't have enough defensemen because they're all bad. Why? Taylor Fadoon has been playing so well this year. And... You'll be lucky if you see him in the games, and I don't, I don't understand. Gooley, just another name that we have. Baptiste. What's his name? Uh, Brandon Gooley. Never heard of him. Just so many prospects that we should just be using that we don't really use, and scoring is just the number one problem. You can't have four forwards who can score, and the rest just 
be completely useless. Useless, yeah. yeah. To say the least. One thing, one rumor that's going around, we have to trade Evander King. Yeah, we're going to get to that. But before we do, I just want to apologize. If those of you new to the show, if you hear any background noise, like doors slamming and people outside, I am like that. I am in my college dorm room. Uh, so that, yeah, so you know, I'm here at St. Bonaventure uh, doing that. And so there's a lot of people going. There's a lot of traffic in my hallway. So I apologize for all these sounds you might be hearing in the background. So anyway, back to Evander Kane. I don't like him. As a person, he's not a nice guy. He's been uh, accused of a lot of things. But he is Buff- he's scoring for Buffalo. Do they want to give that piece up, who is the o- one of the only bright spots on the team, do they want to give that up at a time where he is really valuable to the team, even though his value as like a tradable asset is up? I, I feel like it'd be it's too obvious to say that we want to give him up. Like, we obviously wouldn't want to give him up, but, you know, sports are a business, and in this business, sometimes you got to do things you don't want to do, and trading Evander Kane is one of them. I don't know where we're going to get the cap from. I I hope that Bottrell can just find it and get this guy locked up because he is a valuable part of this team, and to lose him would be... Just not, it would not go well for us. I can't imagine. I mean, it would all depend on what we got. Right. But I just can't see us getting anything that would be able to replace the chemistry he has with the different players to be able to score all of these goals. Like, it's irreplaceable to me. And I wish we would just sign him and just figure it out. Because I would much rather have Evander Kane than Sam Reinhardt. Really, I would have so much. Sam Reiner at the this point in his career should not be where he's at. Wasn't he one of the Buffalo's top picks? Yes, he was our top pick a few years ago, and wow. he should not. He's not where he should be. Now, Evander Kane at the moment is making six million dollars. He's a free agent at after the end of the twenty eighteen nineteen season. I I'm not. I'm trying to find his stats now, but realistically, can he make more? In six million because he's making six million. He's not like a forty goal scorer or a thirty goal scorer. He's in you know high twenties, mid twenties. Does is it realistic to sign him to another a bigger contract, perhaps long term and for more money? I mean, realistically, maybe not, but it it could and will happen. Like whatever team he gets traded to, if he does get traded, will probably be a team. That will sign him to more than six million a year. Yeah, I'm reading here. Darren Drager's reporting teams that are very uh, cautious about signing him uh, for a max term. I I be- I believe that, but at the same time, I feel like teams, a lot of teams out there, are interested. And to say that none of them are willing to lock him up long term wouldn't make sense to me. Because if that's the case, then Buffalo is not going to get a good return, and then we should just not trade him. I would rather Buffalo, if they can turn the season around and be contending near the trade deadline, I would rather just not trade Kane and let him walk than to trade him for less than what he's worth to a team because they won't sign him long term. Now, would you, as a fan, be considering, well, I mean, you're not making the moves, but would you be okay if they decided to trade? Because Buffalo, I don't think they're making the playoffs. The Eastern Conference is kind of after the end of November, I think the playoff picture will be set. And if I honestly believe that if the Rangers aren't in it, I don't think they're making it. 
because the Rangers have not shown me. I mean, they're on a game, like I said, they're on a five-game win streak, but they haven't shown me that they can contend for the Stanley Cup. That's neither here or there. Um, Buffalo's probably not making the playoffs. They're probably going to be a lottery. They're going to get a lottery pick. Would you, as a fan, be okay if they trade the lottery pick to get a significant return? Yes, I would, because regardless of whether or not our record is good, we have the roster to compete, and injuries have really killed us this season. And if they kill us enough to where we're not going to be in the playoffs and we get a lottery pick, I would much rather at this point see us trade it for a good return than to just add another prospect to our pool who can who's going to play in the AHL for a year or two. And then we can just continue to say, well, in a few years, I'd rather just get the assets and say this year. If you could strengthen one part of this team, what would it be? Defense. Defense. Would Actually, goalie. I'm going to have to change my answer to goalie. Yep. As much as I want to put my faith in Robin Lehner, you can't. I, you can't. No. He shouldn't be. He shouldn't be our starting goalie on a team that claims that it's done rebuilding and is ready to compete. Yep. So who do you get? I don't know. Honestly, Lehner is probably our best bet as a stopgap right now for Uko Lekkonen, another prospect that we just drafted in this past draft, who I think could develop into our next goalie. And we're just going to have to deal with Lehner and hope that he can... I need. We need to see what he can do when the defense is fully healthy. This guy has been cursed for his entire t- tenure in Buffalo with... Either terrible defense or depleted defense from injury. And it's crazy to think he's been our goalie for a few seasons now. And we've still never seen what he can do with a full healthy defense. I don't know what Buffalo needs to do to keep these injuries off the defense. But they need to do something because we are constantly getting defensive injuries. And it is costing us. As you can see by our terrible record this year when we said that it was going to be our year. Now... Buffalo's has a new coach this year, and I know this is a Rangers podcast, but we never have guests, so this is why we're doing this. Um, Buffalo's a new coach. They fired Dan Bilesma, who I think would be a great person to succeed Elaine Vigneault if she if he gets fired, or him or Daryl Sutter, of the, who was formerly the coach of the uh, Flames and the Kings. Um, how is this new coach? Do you like him? Do you... Well, I mean, Phil Housley, Sabre's great. I love him. His, he's a defensive guru. You saw what he did in Nashville. He turned that team. They, If it wasn't for Phil Housley's defense, that team doesn't go to the Stanley Cup. Right. And it might not seem like it right now that Housley's defensive coaching has carried over to Buffalo and the head coaching role, but like I said, everyone's injured. It's, it's still the first year with him being coached. You'll see the changes. And eventually, Housley is going to be a main factor when this team gets back to the playoffs. Did you? So you you were okay with firing Bilesma? Oh, I was perfectly okay with firing Bilesma. I that was the biggest waste of our time. Dan Bilesma, Rangers fans, do not let this man fool you. You do not want Dan Bilesma to replace your current coach. Sutter would be great. Sutter would be great. He'd be great. Not Dan Bilesma. No. But now, Ari, because I remember reading the circumstances of him being fired was that Jack Eichel had a lot to do with it. That's Are you correct. okay with Jack Eichel wearing this patch on his sleeve that's saying he could run this team pretty much? I, I'm i like not. Like LeBron James of hockey? I'm not, and I am. I don't 
necessarily like it in terms of how the league looks at the Sabres and their image. But at the same time, Jack Eichel is a player that Buffalo hasn't had in a long time. And if there's any player who's going to be able to do that, and I'll look the other way, it's Jack Eichel. Because, well, I mean, the argument is different now that he's signed long-term. Before, I would say... I'm okay with it because we need to please him to get him to sign long-term. But now that he has, it's over and done with for me. It worked out because we got Housley, who I would take over Biosma in a second. So I guess all I can say is thank you, Jack Eichel, for getting Biosma out of here. And so let's let's make a prediction. What do you think? What's the win total that you're predicting for Buffalo and Montreal? Well, we are currently... 15 games in, and we've got five wins. So Is it that bad? Yeah. Which Buffalo is that bad? Yeah, we're 5-9-2. Oh my god, I didn't even pay attention to them. Yeah, Montreal is 7-9-1. and one. They're not much better. I would say I'm not really one for win totals, but I'll say Montreal will get into the playoffs. You think so? I and think it's so. competitive Eastern Conference because there's Montreal will get their Montreal will get their stuff together and they will be in the playoffs. Now with some bold let's make some bold predictions. Do they trade Galchenyuk? No. Do they trade Evander Kane? Yes. Does Buffalo get the first overall pick? No. And let's make one for the Rangers. Do the Rangers acquire a center? Yes. I'm gonna also say yes. All right, so this is the longest podcast I've done so far with a guest. This is the magic of guests. Um, so that kind of wraps up the hockey part. Derek, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. We're going to have Pat on. We're going to discuss baseball, uh, the whole bunch of stuff, and we're all getting up now. All right, I'm just going to pause it. All right, we can do this. That's all right. Just have a seat. All right, well, this is unexpected. Pat, how are you? Pretty good. How about you? Please talk louder. This is not... We're not talking jazz radio here. <laughs> All right. So, you're... Let, let's... Let's get all this stuff out of the way. You're an Orioles fan. I am an Orioles So, fan. you have a garbage team. We've been all right the past five years. Yeah. All right. We were garbage for a very, very long time. Well, you were garbage this year. Finished at near the bottom of the, uh, the AL East. You were... We were in the hunt. We're a good team. We were, uh, we were in the hunt. Okay. All right. So, you're in the hunt. Uh... I'm a Yankees fan, so I was blessed to see my team make a great run in the postseason. Whatever. Ultimately, f- fell short in Game 7. Got shut out by the Astros. That was heartbreaking. But I saw a lot of good things. Then the Yankees decided to fire Joe Girardi. Don't know why. Probably they're going to regret this move. I don't really understand that. Because, like, no, they should have... I think they should have fired Girardi a while ago. But, like, out of all the years to fire him... You think... This I, is, like, the last year to fire him. Yeah, but see, Girardi got like, a lot of... He's a great manager, but this is... Probably the best job he's done. Like, I mean, maybe ever. Yeah, he's won a World Series, but like, th- this team wasn't. That team was not supposed to be that good. No, is, that's supposed to be a young team built for the future, and they won now. Gerard, Gerard, I, mean, I gotta give him credit. He did a good job this year. He squeezed a lot of wins out of pretty bad teams. I remember the teams that were anchored by Lyle Overbay, and those are the dark times. I mean, that was around 2013, 2014, 2015, maybe. Yeah. He got a lot of wins. He made a wild card game uh, with one of those teams. He, he and he never the Yankees never finished below five hundred in his tenure, and I think that's really impressive. Um, he always got the best out of his team. You know, I've been written. You know, I listened to Michael K. Michael K. Show. Um, 
daily. And, you know, I was listening to what he was saying. And the Yankees organization apparently didn't like his, like, work ethic because he's very routine, Joe Girardi. And he wasn't good with the players sometimes. And he was, wasn't he good just, with the media sometimes. He but comes he, off as a jerk. Sure. I don't know about jerk, but he comes off as, like, he doesn't care about, like, the media. He cares about, you know, the game. I, sometimes I, that's an admirable quality. At the end of the day, though, you got to get the job done this year. I'm not, I'm not a Girardi fan, but he got the job done. Yeah, the Rangers just scored. Yeah, Rangers just scored. Rick Nash. All right, just one not thing. Rangers. Okay. No, I mean, I, I don't, I didn't agree with the firing. I think they're gonna regret this. Um, if there was a guy, no, like, I don't think they're. I mean, really because they're going for a guy who uses all stats. Like that's the, the future baseball man. Yeah, I know it's the future no. baseball, but I know Terry Francona in Cleveland. He would they do is Cleveland the organization will give him the stats. And he'll they'll say, use it when you need, but use your gut. So he kind of uses his gut and the stats. Yeah. Yankees just want stats. And that's great and all, but stats prove that you, Darvish, in game um, seven of the World Series was supposed to be lights out because he led the MLB in strikeout, his strikeout percentage or whatever. And he flopped that well, game. Well, I mean, stats don't show everything. You can't know. You can't, yeah, right. Flop, but it shows you a lot more than your gut does. It doesn't indicate, pre- like, pre- you know, how and, pressure you can feel. And the truth is, the Yankees have a talented young roster who just over I mean they overperformed this year so it'll be tough for them to repeat that but they're only going to get better those players can only get better and they have a ton of money to spend because they're, they're the New York freaking Yankees well they want to get under the cap because they don't want to pay a tax so they have a lot of they have a couple of players to re-sign think about uh, they have Stacey Sabathia they have um, Stacey Sabathia oh. <laughs> it's not like you said Stacey Sabathia yeah, well, is that, maybe he has a cousin named that I don't know they have Stacey Sabathia they have um Matt Holiday's a free agent. He's gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. They really don't have much to do this offseason. I mean, I think they should re-sign Sabathia. I think he had a stellar year, uh, especially a great rebound year. And I think he was one of the Yankees' best players. You just never know what he's going to be. Like, it's, it's because it's neat. I don't think the fourth, Yankees... When he's fat, he seems to be better. That's yeah. my equation there. Yeah, yeah that's no, that, that's true. That's not, but when he's fat... He's a better pitcher. But uh, he's got his knee is the big question mark with the team. Uh-huh. Um, but then there's this guy from Japan, Otani. He is becoming an MLB free agent. He can only make the maximum $3 million under the MLB international free agency rules. Um, so ridiculous. Which, no, but now this is interesting because now every team in the league can make a pitch to him, and they can only offer him $3 million per year for two years. Now... So every team can make this offer. So now it's going to come down to which team could offer him the best, like, outlook. So how many at-bats is he going to get? Is he going to – how many games – because he's a pitcher and a hitter. So personally, yeah, I don't think the Yankees should get him or they can get him. Yeah. Ideally, he should be in the National League team. That just makes sense. Yes, yes. And you would think he would go there. Um, I mean, it's interesting, the fact that he can hit. It will be – It'll be very interesting to see how he does. I know he had a ton of home runs in Japan. He got he was injured this season, but he has a career batting average around two two sixty. Yeah, but he's a power hitter. Yeah, and he's a power hitter. Thirty home runs. Um, so that would be interesting to see how this play out. I don't think the Yankees. I don't think any American League team should even go for him. It's a I mean, waste you might of well time. Take a swing, but uh, yeah, you can't like you can't put him in the starting rotation and put him as your DH. It just that's not yeah, going to work. I mean, if he's got if he can hit. If he hit, yeah, if he can hit, and, but that's and, not and ideal. If he, if he can do that, that, that clears up another roster spot, basically, because that's another bat you can have on the bench. That is true, but I don't, can but he even just do that? For his, yeah, for his sake, I mean, he would probably want to go to the NL. It just makes no sense. He probably wants a certain amount of at-bats, though. That's going to be the uh-huh. big thing, because pitchers usually in the National League don't get a lot of at-bats to uh, 
for their name, so that'll be interesting. But let's talk Orioles now. Orioles are in a bit of a funk. Where are you? They're in a weird position. Very weird. They're, like, kind of good, yet they're trash. Yeah, we're just, like, good enough to, like, be in the hunt, but not good enough to make a real run. Yeah, not even in the hunt. You're like almost at the hunt. You're like at that. You're like at the well, precipice. There was right plenty there. of times. I mean, we came off real hot this year, um, and then then we stunk it up, and we we almost made a comeback at the wild card, almost. Wow. Um, but a lot of a lot of fans were calling to trade Manny or trade Britain as their contracts are up soon and just go into full rebuild, which is the best long term. But then there's other fans who want to win now, and obviously Dan Duquette wants to win some games, sell some tickets. Here we go, Manny Machado. He's in his last year. It's it's, it's gonna be interesting. I think it's safe to say he's a goner. I don't. Yeah, he's gonna want like five hundred mil. I, can the Orioles give him that? Probably not. Is there a chance they could? Maybe, but they wouldn't be able to sign Shoke back or Tillman. Oh, it's, we don't want Tillman back. He stinks anyway. But the real problem with the Orioles is the rotation. Yeah, have a terrible. Yeah, they. What's their? Who's their so, ace? So who's, who's our best pitcher? Nobody. I guess Dylan Mundy. Oof. He's had a weird, weird career full of injuries, and we never thought he'd get to the majors. But here he is, and he's a, he's a good pitcher. But overall, our rotation is always bad. It's, it's just bad every year. We have always have a good lineup, always have a bad pitching staff. But the bottom line is now is is are we going to trade Manny before the season starts? Probably not. Uh, are we going to trade him at the deadline next year when we're probably just in the hunt for the wild card? They should. There? I would. If if our team doesn't look very good, yeah, we should. Because he can, you can get a lot of value because he's. Well, He's not gonna probably resign. I don't. I can't picture him resigning. Me, look. I, I'm a Yankee fan. I don't want him. I. I really don't. I don't. He's one of the best players in baseball. That's great and all, but I don't think. I mean, this team does need a third baseman. Chase Headley and or Chase Todd Frazier yeah. is not gonna. I mean, ideally, I want Todd Frazier back. I think he was a big life to this team, but I don't think that the range. The range. The Yankees are in any position to not get a third baseman if they can, because they. It's a. It's a big gap in the lineup. That they've been missing pretty much since A Rod when he was good. Um, yeah, so, so Manny and Bryce Harper's contracts are up, and the Yankees have a ton of money, so they're probably going to try for both of them. But Bryce Harper is flirted with the Cubs. Um, there's yeah. been a lot of just rumors, and he says he loved to play there. This and that, he's friends with Chris Bryant, so maybe he'll go there. I don't think he'll resign with the Nets either. So I think Manny and Bryce are probably going to leave. I think that if you're going to talk about Harper, I think the Yankees need to be very skeptical because the. They have an outfield that has potential. They have, I mean, we have Aaron Judge, who I think is the future of this team. I think that's a pretty much a given. And then you have Jacoby Ellsbury, and then you have Brett Gardner. Now, Brett Gardner, I think, should be on this team until he retires. Yeah. I think he's an excellent player. He's an I, all- I respect Brett Gardner. He's a cl- I, I freaking hate the Yankees, but this guy quietly puts up the best stat lines. Yeah. He, you look at his stat lines every time he's up, you're like, what? He's doing that good? Like, Gold what? glove outfielder. He's just he's an all-around great player. Good guy. Good Ellsbury player. stinks. El, that's okay. Now, Ellsbury was signed to an eight-year, ninety-six million-dollar contract, I believe, three years ago. Yeah, not smart. This is classic Yankees before they decided to rebuild. They're just giving people money that they don't deserve. And Ellsbury was decent with the Red Sox, but well, it was great for them. Won the World Series. Not for not He's for that much. He's got help. Now I heard the Yankees might be looking to move him. I'd be okay with this. Don't get much for him, but yeah, I'll take dump it. The, dump the contract. That's the, the key. But then, then you fill some room for Harper. Now, do the Yankees want to make that? Because Harper is going to be commanding about $400, $500 million. Yeah. Do yeah. the Yankees really want to do that? You, you got the money. We have the money, but we also, but you know. Bryce Harper, man. Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, they're, I mean, they are two of the best players we've ever seen. Because you sign Manny to a contract. What's Manny making now, do you know? Right, right now, not much. Yeah, he's going to command a high <laughs> salary. Uh... Bryce Harper will have a high salary. 
and um, then it's then it's going to come a time where Judge and Sanchez's contracts are up, yep. and you have, you have to resign those. Those are people you cannot let go. Mm-hmm. So I ideally I don't think the Yankee I think the Yankees should wait on Machado. I don't think they should because they have a guy who um, uh, what's his face like Glaber Torres down. Glaber Torres, he, yeah. He could maybe move. Someone could move in the infield to play third base. Maybe Starlin mm-hmm. Castro. I don't know. Maybe because maybe he's, he's got you either get because I the way I see it, you're either getting Machado or you're getting uh, Bryce. And I if I had to choose, I take Bryce. That's a tough one. They're both very arrogant, annoying players. But I think yeah. Bryce is made for Yankee Stadium. Manny's grown up over the past two years. Yeah. He's grown up. He, but... he, he I mean yeah he had his problems with the throwing the bat at Josh Nelson, um, and the fight. With um, I, I won't even say his name. The Orioles player who died. Um, oh, Jose Fernandez. No, no, no. Which uh, one? What was the Dennis? Um, he died. He died last year in a car accident. Many had to fight with him. See, many had his problems growing up. I mean, he came up and he was 19, 20 years old, and he was great right away. And so he, he's had his he's had his problems. But the past few years, he's grown up and he he's been more of a leader. The Red Sox were really targeting him this year. There were some there were some issues there, but Manny didn't. He, he took the pitches right in the back. He, he walked to first base. And I've seen him grow up, and he and he's a great player. He, and over the past few years, often not not, not only has he grown up, but he's stayed healthy, which was which was a problem early on with his two knee injuries. Now, so you, he looks he looks promising. Bryce Harper, when when Bryce Harper's at his best, I mean he he's arguably the best player in the league. I guess behind Mike Trout. Ooh, and, and it's one one. Oh, what a shot! Who scored that? That was insane. Yeah, this Pulyarvi. Yeah, Pulyarvi. All right. Um. Now, if the Orioles do end up re-signing um, Machado, you think they build? You think they go into a rebuild, or do you think no. they're gonna keep trying? Oh, if they re-sign Manny, then they're gonna try to win. Because I they're don't see... have much money to do it. But yeah, they'll, that's they'll, right. they'll find they'll have to find a way. Because I, I don't see a pull. I don't see anyone's like, oh, I want to go to Baltimore. I don't think I've, I've ever heard of anyone say that. Danger can finds a way to squeeze in some players, um, like he squeezed in Nelson Cruz. He'll get these. He'll get these guys at the end of the year, towards the end of their. Towards the end of their career and get them a good price. Mark Trumbo had a huge year, uh, you know, two years ago now. Last year he kind of stunk. Nelson Cruz had a big time year for us. It kind of almost boosted his career back to being a great player. So we find these sluggers. We can't seem to get pitching though. Whenever we, we signed Yvonne Jimenez, that was our big deal about four years ago. We're like, wow, well, we finally signed a pitcher, and he, he was the worst. He was so bad. And I mean, there's honestly just trust issues with the. The front office and actually finding pitching talent, or at least starting pitching. Our bullpen's good, but starting pitching is just—it's just a problem. It's so bad. Now, if you could say the Orioles should go after one free agent, who would it be? I don't know. I—I I really because they got there's a lot of starting pitchers available. Yeah, there are. Darietta's available. Sabathia, if the Orioles want to go that road. <laughs> Jake Arrieta. Oh my God. We traded Jake Arrieta for Steve Clevenger and cash considerations. Jake Arrieta was bad for us. Well, he's got a World Series ring. He does. <laughs> he won a Cy Young award. And a Cy Young. It's, it's just something about the Orioles pitching staff. I, I have trust issues. Do they, do they, who cares if we sign anybody? They're going to end up stinking for us. Have, have they fired their pitching coach recently? We, yeah, we, we've had some changes, but nothing ever seems to work. Do you think that the answer is firing Buck Walter too? No, I love Buck Walter. He's great. The Yankees, you learned your lesson from, from firing him. Well, you should have never fired Buck we had Joe. We got Joe Torre, so we're okay. Great manager. Um, it definitely not him at all. But there, there's rumors that Buck might move up to front office down the road. 
And Danny Duquette, there has always been rumors. A couple years back, there was rumors he was going to literally trade himself to the Blue Jays and be a Blue Jays um, in the Blue Jays front office. I've, Weird story. Like, I've never fell heard of through. That. Yeah. Wow. So Duquette might leave soon. I mean, he's he's done a weird job. I mean, Royals baseball is back. Like we're competitive, but we we can't seem to get over the hump now. I mean, the fans are starting to get impatient. We were happy with making the playoffs, but now we actually want to go somewhere. And now Manny's contract sucked, and Shove's contract's going to be up. So he's got a lot of moves to make soon. And I I yeah, I wouldn't be surprised in a couple years down the road if Buck Showalter is the GM, and, and we'll find the manager. Now Yankees ETA for a World Series is twenty nineteen. It is now 2018. Well, it was 2017, but now it's 20, uh, 2018 since the season's over. What do you think the Orioles' season, what's their ETA? I mean, depending on how the offseason goes, but uh, probably the same thing as this year. Like, we'll flirt around 500, you know, excite the fan base a little bit about potentially getting a wild card, but won't be able to pull it through. So, like, 2021 are we talking? 2022? Uh, oh, you're thinking the next time we actually have a good team? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I mean, that completely depends on the pain sign, Manny. I mean, that's that's our guy. Like, it, if we don't get him, we're gonna go with the full rebuild for sure. If we get him, we'll we'll keep one. Um, and one more thing. Uh, make your prediction. What's the Orioles' record next season? <laughs> like, probably win eighty. Eighty. Eighty-five. That's a maybe, stretch. Maybe. That's that's like the peak. Because if they trade Machado midseason, you're not getting 85 wins. Yeah, honestly, though, if I had to guess, I don't think we're going to trade Machado. I don't think Duquette has the balls to do it. You, I, I, I don't think he does. I, mean, I bet you we don't we don't trade him, and he'll leave, and we're just going to get nothing back for one of the greatest players in baseball. It's going to be so depressing. That's why I'm mentally prepared for it, so I won't cry. I don't think. You would cry if they lo- – well, I mean, I, I look, the Rangers have dealt players I didn't want to go. But I've gotten over it because that player, Ryan Callahan, is garbage. And uh, he's worthless, and I hate him. I mean, Manny Machado's the greatest player put on the Warriors uniform since Cal Ripken. So it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt if he leaves, but there's a chance we can keep him. There's a slight chance. You know what, actually, now I have one more question. Should they uh, the Orioles trade Chris Davis? Teams that want him, I don't think. I've always... Because I feel he's such a useless piece. Because when he's not hitting home runs, he's doing nothing. Well, he... He gets on base. He walks a lot. That's the one thing. He's one of those typical hit home runs walk guys. He has average sucks. He has struck out a lot, but he does walk. Fan base hates Chris Davis. Uh, I, they, they do. They, he had that huge year, and ever since then, he's stuck. But I've always been a Chris Davis supporter because he gets on base, and he still is going to hit home runs. Yeah, he's getting a little overpaid. Maybe we shouldn't have re-signed him. But I've always been a supporter of him, and I say we shouldn't trade him because we're not going to get anything back. So there's really no point. And if you if you want to trade him so you have more cap for Manny, please do. But if, if you're not going to re-sign Manny, just keep him in. He's still, he's still a player that will produce. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of Blue Shirt Talk, where we talked a lot about everything other than blue shirts. <laughs> so that's – that's we'll try – I'll try and get more guests on because I know this is more – what may way more exciting than hearing me babble for 12 minutes and go with a bunch of ums and oohs and buts and whatever. All right. So uh, just one more before we go. Quick shout-out to bluelinestation.com. This is a website I write for. Yeah, you can see a bunch of insightful articles written by passionate Ranger fans about everything you want to see. Roundtables, editorials, analysis, game uh, pre-game, recaps, and more. So, visit them, BlueLineStation.com. This podcast is not affiliated with Blue Line Station. Not yet. Um, I don't think it will. Um, so, give them uh, a view uh, online. And remember, uh, Dinner in a Podcast, X Squadron Podcast, 
and all that good stuff. Thanks for listening. I don't know when the next episode will be. Um, let's hope the Rangers keep this win streak going, uh, make it climb up the standings in the East. Let's hope the Yankees find a manager that's actually good and decent and uh, signs up this episode. Thanks for listening, guys.